Before we get started, please take the time to like, add, and subscribe to our pages on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and iTunes. Also, please leave us a review. Here, I mean, that alligator gets pulled out of the water and thrown down. <laughs> exactly. And then just trampled. Yeah, essentially. Boom. You do wonder how messed up that crocodile got. Yeah, and you wonder how bad we can wander our way over, you know, because this is wandering ways. What's Bigfoot possibility? Clink. Clickety clack, click clack, click click clack. How we doing, my man? Welcome back, Wanderers. Welcome back. I'm doing great, my man. Uh, we are back from Bear Country. Yeah, before Good we old get paradise. Done, I forgot to mention this last time. Are you switching up your uh, background there? Are you going with a different uh, backdrop for you? The last week you had the same one. Well, you know, this is the this is the downstairs of my house. Um. I have like I can see my big TV in front of me. I can look out on the street. I can access my kitchen. I have a bigger table, uh, and I have all my shit laid out on my table here. I have like all my work projects, all my wandering ways projects, um, stuff like that, just ready to go. You know, like tonight I'm going to dive into photos because I still need to give you photos from when you guys were out here in Montana. Oh, I, um, I need to send you guys those photos too. Yeah, I'll just open up a Google Drive and we can we can figure it out. And per there's some of that, and then you know I, I I was like it's a little bit easier for me to be down here um, and, and work. So I was like, well, I don't want to be going upstairs, downstairs, upstairs, downstairs. I like keeping it the same. Um, the the nice thing is about the states, it's more travel oriented than the Beaver jerseys. True, and I'm. Uh, Eventually, you know, when we get out of this place, I would like to have an office that the one wall is dedicated to, um, you know, uh, nature kind of just like do like a background for the podcast. I would like to set up a podcast room ultimately. I would love to. I mean, I kind of do in a sense. It's like I have like this is my extra room. So it's like an office, um, but it's also like this is where I'll like meditate or do yoga um, in the mornings, stuff like that. But no, I was just curious if you were switching things up because last two. No. But uh, no. Uh, anyways, you, we finally, we convinced, uh, I'm going to say the Wanderers convinced Jared with peer pressure because we asked them to hit him up and say steaks in bear country. And you guys actually went and did steaks in bear country. Yeah, despite the fucking Jared having to have his way the whole time. Yeah, no, it was, uh, you know, it was good. I mean, the problem was, is, is with this travel oven and you need to be very, very, very patient with this kick-ass travel oven. I think it's more for like, I got toaster strudels I want to throw in an oven bake. Uh, I got like stuff like that, that, um old you know maybe jimmy dean sandwiches kind of thing you just kind of warm them up you toaster oven them kind of thing okay um 
you know, so doing like we did steaks in Bear Country the first night, and then yet last night we did uh pizza on the Yellowstone, and it was fun. I mean, he's just an impatient dude, so it's it's not fun. And uh I think he ultimately I'm gonna blame him for breaking the oven because he kept fucking with the timer. Fu- I didn't know the oven the... was broken. Well, I haven't gone in the garage here and like retested it again. Like I kind of gave it a day to sit and then I'm going to go replug it in and see if it turns on and shit. Um, but basically what happened was he was messing with the timer. He was messing with the heat thing being like, well, we're checking to see how hot it is. Oh, it's only at half. And it's just like, dude, it says 80 minutes, throw the food in there. Eyeball the food. Just eyeball the food the whole time as it's warming up. And he just wants to mess with it, mess with it, tinker with it, tinker with it because he's bored. It's like, just sit. You bought a chair. Just sit in your fucking chair and enjoy the view for an hour or two. Like, that's what we're doing. Um, So I don't think I don't think I'm going to go be going over to pray for for a little while. Oh, okay. Well, just because like I want like yesterday part of the you know pizza on the yellowstone part of the issue we had was at four o'clock we're we're looking for a fishing spot you know we're going to go fish yankee gym and we're driving all these spots and we're not finding a spot there's either a lot of people or there's just it's not a good fishing spot you know it's more like put in for a raft and we're in you know we're in the canyon we're we're doing this and then he's just like almost wants to go home and it's like the plan today was to do this. Like, what? Well, why do we? What are we going to go do at home? You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, we can come. Like, we can go enjoy the sunset and then come home to your house at, uh, you know, when it gets just a little bit dark. You know, it's not that you're not far from it. That's the nice thing about it. You know, you got to go enjoy it. And I, I'm not getting that. I so, I guess I need to go the, get it. The boiling question is. Uh, well, I guess there's a few of them from the experience here. One, how were the steaks in bear country? Were they tasty? And two, did you attract the bears? Uh, no bears. Uh, no I bears. wanted to stay out. I wanted to. It, we went home at what, like 10, 30, 11. And I'm just like, dude, let's stay out here till like midnight too. He's like, hey, do you got two tripods? And I, like literally that day. And I was like, yeah, I do uh, for night photos. And I was like, yeah, let's go drive up one of these roads and do night photos. And he just, I don't know what it was, and just wanted to go home, wanted to, you know, didn't want to be there. Uh, the oven kind of took forever. It was good steaks. I mean, oven-baked stuff, you know, you just take it a little bit slow. You know, we pan-seared it. You know, we got a pan real hot in the fire and cooked it, cooked it seared the steaks that way, and then did it, um, which was good. Um, I enjoyed it. It was good meat. You know, I just wanted to see what the oven could take. You know, like I said, it's more for like a, a toaster oven in that sense. Um, and I wanted to take test it to its availability because that's what the pizza, man. It was taking the pizza forever. But that was another thing is like Jared wanted to buy handmade dough and make the dough ourselves. And I was like, just buy the fucking pre-made shit that's already kind of pre-cooked which will warm up better in an oven like this. And he didn't want to do that. He had to have it his way. And it's just like, Oh God. Then we took it to his house, ultimately cooked it there. And it was one of those. And today I was just like, on my drive back, I was like, you know, yeah, I'm going to go like next weekend. I'm going to go to the bear tooth with Thea. She's chill with like 
us doing whatever on whatever schedule. Um, yeah, I mean, like that's the problem I have with you and Matt being over in Oregon. It's like, I can't be go, I can't go do these like weekend adventures the ways that like I enjoy doing them. So, you know, um, it's like, yeah. I would love to wake up at 5 a.m. over and pray every morning to go see the sunrise. It would be nice having that, um, you know, but not a whole lot of adventuring for me um, since I did bike to crater just because, yeah. yeah, it's that time of year and uh, fire smoke is here. So it can't go outside. Yeah, it's, uh, it, uh, I it's mean, real bad here. The air quality is up above 150. I mean, you can, oh, wow. I mean, visibility is pretty bad, actually. <laughs> we uh we haven't gone i mean you can tell the sunsets kind of show the smoke in the air but over here in billings not quite bad yet but i mean i've seen some fires in the state there's quite a bit and with with the water see but people also don't get like yeah we got a lot of water this year which is good it is but we got the water in the spring and that spring water caused for more growth yeah so right now, like, you know, you, you go over to Par Paradise Valley where I just was, it's all brown. All that green, all that long green grass you saw is all brown now. Yeah. Wait till September. Wait till August. Yeah, that was something that I didn't realize about fires or uh, like water and getting water late until I think it was when we talked to Ray. He talked about it. Right. Um, it and how it gets more green, and then actually you could end you could end up having a worse fire season. Well, and that's exactly it. And that's like, you know, I don't want to get too too far down that rabbit hole because uh, we got bigger things to talk about today. But um, when you look at like the fire and the growth, and when you have like diversion dams and reservoirs with water, and you did, you know, you dammed up the Missouri River, you divert the water off the Yellowstone that water where it's naturally supposed to be in the valley going toward a crop that probably requires more water than the native plants of the area. Um, so you're wasting a lot more. You're using a lot more. Those creeks are drying up more. So it really allows where that, you know, your June flood, where that growth happened, where all that water came from, right up those mill creeks and it's all dried up and it's like one lightning strike. One tractor backfiring. Yeah. Know. Yeah. And we're supposed to get some lightning. Um, actually, I think tomorrow we're supposed to get some. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. It really will be. Um, that is, uh, it's kind of scary uh, when you when you throw the lightning in there. And yeah, I'm just thing. hoping it's not, the fires aren't that bad. So that way the smoke's not bad so that way i can get outside <laughs> you know no i totally you know you don't want to be wearing a mask in the fire smoke yeah and that's only gonna do so much i mean it was pretty bad um last night because i was gonna play sand volleyball like i always do but it came in and it got real bad and it stayed like that until about an hour ago it's gotten better but it's still pretty pretty gnarly <laughs> Where you so is it the ones from California you're getting kind of like a north wind pushing yeah, the smoke out? Well, I think it's because it's so close. Um, you know, it's mm. it's probably I think the fire realistically is 
like a hundred miles, less than a hundred miles away from us. Okay. Um, because we're not just getting smoke. Like my car was covered in ash yesterday at like, at like 7 PM. And then it was just covered again um, this morning. So like, I think that's why we're getting it real bad right now. Makes sense. That's not, I mean, that's life. That's what you get from being down where you're at, you know, logging country USA, also wildfire country. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. And there's people out there that think we should get rid of the forest service because they don't do a good job at managing those fires because, you know, they're going to do better. I mean, you know, it's funny is I saw like you look at that. You, I saw the post of like, yes, this mountain received 200 lightning strikes last night and or this county. I think it was like Park County received 200 lightning strikes last night uh, of that, you know, 175 of them hit grass of that cause like, you know. 15 fires and you're just like fuck yeah right it's crazy you don't realize and it's these and these storms are getting more and more violent because of these harsher climates these harsher weathers that like you know it's what 104 in billings today it's it's terrible yeah it's uh you know there's a trend and we've talked about the trend um many many times on this podcast uh, throughout all of the episodes. In fact, we've done so many episodes that uh, as of today, this episode, it's our two-year mark of wandering around uh, the United States, mainly. <laughs> mainly, yeah. I mean, wandering. We're, it'll be wandering the world eventually. So when you guys are looking back at this episode, you know, thank you for looking back. And thank you for those who are following live. Uh, we're here two years. I, I knew we would get here. You're probably like, I don't think we would get here. Uh, but you don't think about it, I guess. Yeah. In reality. You just do. You just be like, I'm. We're we're creating content for ourselves. <laughs> and I think that's the biggest thing too, right? It's just like, no, it's just a place to document the stuff. If you want to come check it out, come check it out. If you don't, don't. Um, yeah, for these two are years really doing just that. the uh, the campfire stories um, that we have. You know, it's when we're BSing around a fire. That's essentially what the podcast is. Um, so. Yeah, exactly. And I think that vibe, I mean, we've, we've, we've really grown more towards that vibe as this podcast has grown. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was interesting as we literally were sitting around a fire up at Sealy this summer, uh, how it felt like exactly what you're saying. It's like, it just felt like another podcast at mm-hmm. points, talking about things, talking to people, talking to things, um, sitting under the awning in the rain, you know, just enjoying enjoying nature enjoying the outdoors and enjoying northwest montana you know yeah yeah no for sure i mean that's what the i mean the few comments that i get from people that i like directly know about the podcast is they always tell me it's like having me in the room so well that's neat yeah that's and, neat. But, but i think that goes into the vibe of the campfire story you know, it's just we're around the campfire talking, making the stories and talking about all the national parks. 
and we got people listening uh, and asking us questions and following along, which is fantastic. Well, exactly. And what I like in, you know, where, where we've really started to grow and what's really helped me is with, with those adventures, with those things we do, with the reviews, with the breakdowns. Uh, it's really pushed me to want to just get out and go to these places and be in these places and plan like, okay, if I'm here, I'm also checking out, you know, if I'm in Chicago, I'm going to Indiana Sand Dunes. If I'm in, you know, Oregon, oh, I'm going to the beach. I'm, 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 you know, I'm trying to find that adventure, that thing that, you know, keeps me wandering, I guess. Uh, and I hope our wanderers do that as they, as they grow and as they enjoy nature. You know, it is one of those things you want to get out and just enjoy it. Yeah, no, um, the nice part about having the podcast is you do feel like you want to go outside more, um, which, you know, I may get outside in a, you know, different kind of, um, different kind of, what is it, angle for getting outdoors, because most of mine's with fitness, um, right? you know, typical, like, nature lover, but I think, what's most important is people are getting outside, you know, so it doesn't really matter what you do. You do not have to be the big time hiker um, and go and see all those things to be a wanderer and go wander around and enjoy nature and being outside. Right. No, you don't need to, you, you, you don't need to go climb Everest to be, a nature lover or a nature person, you know, you can, and, and, and we're going to talk about this later uh, in the episode. Cause we're going to talk about America, the beautiful, the documentary, but uh, that guy from Oregon state the volunteer uh, in the, in the America, the beautiful documentary with the whales, mm. you know, there's so many ways we can be involved. So yeah. many ways we can make change and change can start with us. You know, and if every little person is doing change, you know, we were on our drive up the mountain and we saw trash. We picked up trash. We threw trash away. There we go. Um, you, when you're doing, you know, it's just how can you come into a place, make the place better than you found it? And make sure that the place and the wildlife are there for future generations. I think that's what you have to, you know, when you come into these places, that's, that's the thought process. No, for sure. Um, definitely the thought process there. That's why I, you know, I've recently instituted a rule or not really a rule, um, but more of like a, I guess a game of some sort, but um, you know, if you go out, on an adventure of any kind regardless of what it is you know if try and pick up you know at least three things of um garbage but the other thing is if i'm with like a group the person that picks up the least i typically say you buy the first round um which is like it's a yeah yeah it's a simple uh, like incentive to uh, pick up trash because it's like hey i get free beer because so-and-so didn't pick up as much as me well exactly and it's just it's one of those things we need to be just more you know cautious and aware 
I think that, you know, that's one thing I talked, you know, I talked to Jared about driving, you know, bad pe people on the road driving. I was just like, they're, they're just not aware. They're not paying attention. They think it's just them on the roads. It's their car trip. Everyone should, you know, understand what yeah. they're doing. And it's just like that same mentality, you know, was almost the European mentality when it, when it came to conquering the American Indians here was just like, no, like we homesteaded, you know, it wasn't like, no, we stole this land. We took it from somebody. Um, no, we homesteaded. And it's just th those, those, those little things. And you're just, it's, it's very, it's very interesting. Yeah, that is kind of an interesting way of looking at that because I don't necessarily think it's wrong. Um, so that's what uh, I think. But no, for two years of wandering, I got to say, um, it's been pretty good. You know, We have some big interviews coming up. So the next year of wandering should be pretty good too. Right. No, it's, it. we got, a lot of people we want to talk to we got a lot of things we want to do we got a lot of places we want to go um i know thea talking about our honeymoon she's wanting to go somewhere possibly the caribbean is kind of where we're looking like now and i was like hell yeah there sign me up so i mean there would probably be no bigfoots but it's worth a look you know, maybe not, but maybe Bigfoot likes to go on vacation too. You never know. <laughs> well, I know I want to get out back to the Redwoods. I know Jared is kind of itching to get down there, and I'm like, I'll take you. I'll take you because uh, yeah. I like I like the Redwoods. I like going down there. I like um, the Redwoods too. So I'm trying to I'm trying to plan and coordinate with him, and I I don't think this next time i'm coming out to oregon i don't think it's going to work out but i do think that will come within the year um there's some other places i i'm going to get back up to Sealy in in the year to come i'm going to get uh i don't know what what kind of spring plans we have i know work's going to travel us so as part of work uh you know like going to dc i'm going to hit those museums i'm going to hit the mall you know those are all national park run uh, I mean, not the museums necessarily, but the, the, the monuments and the parks. And that's, yeah. that is something that's really interesting. Um, so definitely check that out, bring that to you, maybe get some breakdowns of some stuff over there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going, I know the only thing I know of for sure is I'm going to Georgia. Um, I'm going for Christmas. So Georgia. over in Georgia, eating a, I for Christmas, so, which will be, it'll be interesting. I've never been to that part of the country. Well, and I told Hunt, Colton, uh, we were talking this weekend, he's down to go hunting. Uh -huh. uh, so, and we were, we were talking about it, actually putting up a camp and just saying, we're going to camp on this piece of land and then go hunting. Um, why not? See how it goes. Uh, I know I bought that ice hut last year for ice fishing. I think I want to get it into use. I think I want to try and, uh, spearfish for pike just for shits and giggles that would be cool um to uh, do that to spearfish of any kind really i think would be cool it'd be kind of gnarly um if you do like the one where they like dive under and that stuff um, oh that's a thing i've seen people at sealy and whatnot do that yeah um, I, I mean it's I, a thing in a lot of places i know like florida is kind of a big deal um it's neat <clears throat> It's super cool. Um, 
I, it's one of those, I don't, I think I'm on the fence about like doing it or not. It's one of those where you could easily convince me one way or the other. Well, it, it, to me, it's one of those that I, what I like about it is it, it, it really puts you on the animals almost level of like, mm-hmm. I am going to come down here to your level and hunt you this way. Um, it's, it's unique for sure. It's it, yeah. it, when you do see the ones like in Florida and they are going after those huge fish, you know, it is a fight. It is a struggle with that fish. Um, there's exertion from the angler. So stuff like that, that I think comes into effect. It's like, I, I forget who was saying it, but it's like, you know, native men used to go take down a bison with a, with a bow and arrow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that oh, was yeah, yeah. wild. Um, like, what was it? I was, I'm reading a, a reading a book, uh, currently and, um, I'll save everybody the main subject of it, but it goes into talking about like evolutionarily, like we aren't really the best predators in the, the grand scheme. We have a horrible like bite power. We don't have claws. Uh, we're, we're not fast. Um, we're not strong either. So like our thing was endurance. And so our body is like designed to like just run forever. And like we produce chemicals in the body that make us run forever. But, you know, you, you say like they took them down with a bone, a buffalo with a bow and arrow. Well, you, the way they do it a lot of times is they exhaust it because they've been running forever and we're like we can keep going and then whap they take it and it's game over it's great it you're absolutely right it's crazy it's uh it is we're also i think when you say humans you know it's we're we're one of the best tool users yeah we're one of the best at making tools and creating tools Um, yeah I think uh, we might arguably say we're the best at that. <laughs> the kind of shit we have made as a species is nuts. <laughs> really is, which is in comparison to the other shit. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, in year two, talking year two, what, I mean, what do you see? You kind of said, you said it during our, uh, our, anniversary or our other our hundredth episode you know which we just had uh that you think we'll be going international possibly as like the big trip which i i'm excited for i think that would be fun um what other wandering ways trips do you see in year two by chance uh i see a real push to try and get down the sequoia yeah i see a real push at trying to actually make that happen um of some sort okay um and then outside that i would say if i had to make another guess the other like if i'm talking parks actually i'd say sequoia or uh, north cascades would be hit next yeah north cascades yeah north cascades looking like one that i'd be down to do uh just based on what it provides and what it has and like if i got like i'm down like glacier we've done a lot of i'm down to go back and do more i think we will in the future yeah i do too but i think i think washington's gonna start getting hit a little bit more yeah i'm I'm down for it i'm down to do some more oregon stuff too because oregon's got some pretty solid state parks 
Um, I'm down to do. Have uh, you ever done Smith Rock? No, I have not. You haven't done. Oh wow, that's one. uh, That's one we'll have to take you to. Yeah, it'd be a first timer. Yeah, that's it's a it's it's a real good state park. No, exactly, and it's just like I mean, and one I want to get to, and I I think. If you don't want to come do it, I think I can convince the because uh, she likes North Dakota. There's a small town called like Moderna or Madeira, Madeira, M A D E R A, North Dakota, and it's just like a touristy town, kind of by Theodore Roosevelt National Park. Mm. And I kind of want to get into that park a little bit and spend some time, look at some stuff, and really, you know, be like, whoa. Yeah, that's um, that's that's something. I don't think I can do at least in this next year. Um, I don't. I don't want to spend my big trip out that way. No, I don't. I don't blame you, and I feel like it would require a big trip to do to do that mm-hmm. for you. You you just you're not good at making your small trips out here. You could. You could. Very time oriented. The problem, exactly. The problem is, is you have to like find those cheap flights, and yeah, they they don't necessarily work with how your schedule rolls out. Yeah, I'm not in like a great plane hub, you know. Exactly, exactly. It's that not too. Like I have a lot of options for flights. Um, hence, that why too. I got in at midnight and had my flight moved like six, seven times on my way back from Montana. Um, <clears throat> but you know, that's that. <laughs> I was kind of thinking of getting into sport fishing again, but I feel like I need a good quality net. Well, you know what, Reverend? I got the key solution for you. You know, our friends at Blue Ribbon Net make this eco-friendly aquafade bag so you're not hurting the environment. It's 100% biodegradable. Plus, the wood is locally sourced and it is also biodegradable and it's just such a great company to use. Um, the Blue Ribbon Nets, they're here in Bozeman, Montana, and we even have a discount code. That's right. If you use the code RUGAROO10, that's right. That's my Jeep, the RUGAROO. RUGAROO10, R-U-G-A-R-U-1-0. Uh, you're going to get some discount on a Blue Ribbon Net. You know, you can get the long one if you're fishing the big fish, or you can get just the good river one, you know, if you're like me and just want to catch a lot of fish. So again, make sure you go check out Blue Ribbon and use the c- promo code RUGARU10. Hey, hey there, Reverend. Um, I heard that you might be running dry on your sticker supplier. Yeah, I've been looking around and I've kind of like run out of cool stickers to buy and put on water bottles and stuff. Well, I, I mean, have you seen the stuff Josh has been coming out with lately? No, I have not. Well, he is doing some really cool stuff with the Shop LS574. Yes, they're working with indigenous communities and making some really cool stickers. Um, He has a really cool Buffalo Mountain sticker. There's even water bottles, hats, sweatshirts, the whole swag. And we even got a discount code for you guys. Yes, if you use Wandering Ways at Shop LS574, you're going to be getting a discount on your next purchase. But not only that, you're going to be giving a percentage of that sale to the Little Shell Tribe, as well as they donate 
a dollar of every sale to murdered and missing indigenous women. So just such a cool thing going on there. You know, you use the code WANDERINGWAYS, W-A-N-D-E-R-I-N-G-W-A-Y-S, and you put that in there, boom, you're getting a discount. Yeah, so one of the best things about wandering for two years is all of the cool shit that we've done. And so now it's time for my favorite segment. Um, we've been doing this for at least one whole true year, a whole year. The first year we didn't do that first chunk. Now we've had over we had over a year of cool shit in nature. Nice. Um, Welcome to the was see and and now we can officially say we've at least done a hundred because if you're doing two, yeah, yeah, for yeah, a full yeah. Year, we have definitely for sure. There we go. Um, no, but this one uh, today, I got two. I got two that made me go like, oh damn! <laughs> what I, was oh, I know. I was in my house and I I accepted the Zoom link and I'm like, who is in my house? Yeah. So let's this first one's pretty cool it's just some uh, for people oh. watching, it's, a, it's some elephants by the water and an alligator or a crocodile gets the elephant by the the trunk and then the elephant kind of goes ham on it to be honest yeah it makes sense i mean like i i get like you got the little elephant there probably what the crocodile's wanting but like i feel like elephants one of those that they they, they fuck up a lot of shit oh right that and like this crocodile did not get on like I think grabbing the trunk is like one of the worst spots to grab on an elephant. Right. Like a whip that you're grabbing. Yeah. I mean, and we see it here. I mean, that alligator gets pulled out of the water and thrown down. <laughs> exactly. And then just trampled. Yeah, essentially. Boom. You do wonder how messed up that crocodile got. Yeah, and you wonder how bad that trunk looks. Yeah, that too. Because, I mean, those that jaw strength, man, it's clenching, and it's clenching for good. Oh, ouch. So, but no, that was the first one. The second one, this is the one that actually made me go, oh, shit. And it's uh, it's some more Turons in Yellowstone. Great page. It really is, which is why I'm highlighting it a second time. Um, because people should go check them out. But anyways, for people just watching... It two bull elk. Um, I'm get definitely guessing we're in rut because they were about to lock horns. Um, but classic people standing around uh, taking pictures, and this guy says no. So, <laughs> boom! Old man goes down. Ten points for the elk. Yeah, that, that's the part that made me go, oh, shit. <laughs> the worst part about it is they're going to kill that elk now. Probably, yeah. You know, like, now give him. Elk too. Uh, his, you know what I mean? Like, we got to kill him because he hit a, he killed the person. And it, uh, I see that right there in Mammoth, too, and you're just like, idiots. Yep. I mean, he didn't kill the person. He just like um, probably hurt the guy. Good thing there's a little clinic there in Mammoth where they're at. Yeah, it's not far. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I, I get he's going to be really messed up. I mean, he's definitely got like a puncture wound. Yeah, oh, he gets kind of up though, which is interesting. And the elk, I love how the elk just like, all right, I want to go eat some leaves now. Yeah, then he just bounces. <laughs> so that um 
That's what it reminds me of. So we're going to get into it. We're going to talk America the Beautiful for the 100th, which I think is really good. You know, this is a series by National Geographic that came out on July 4th, um, very focused on America and American animals and Amer- iconic American animals, I think. Um it was a good, I liked it. It was a good documentary. Interesting. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, a nice voice, I think. Um, but I, what made me think with the elk is the moose. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, America's Beautiful is a good documentary series. Um, you should check it out. And I think Michael B. Jordan does, it does a decent job. Um, you know, I, I don't know what it is about National Geographic nature documentaries, but I'm not a huge fan of it. So, and I tried to remain pretty unbiased when I was watching it, but, and it was very pretty shots and everything. It's just not like the most, my favorite, I guess. No, I totally agree with you. I think the drone shots are really cool in it. And I just, I guess get a read, get, get the Mark 101, the Reverend 101, uh, what was what was the overall vibe? I guess you got off the, the footage, kind of, kind of overall feel. Overall, I mean, what I what I kind of appreciated about it um, is it really kind of highlighted the dangers of climate change here at home. So here in the U.S., so I think that was a huge kind of um, plus about it. Um, and then like the honestly the very last episode with it being like anybody and anyone can go out and like make a difference and who knows that could really evolve into something um, from you just you know having a passion of going out and you're like oh that is cool I want to try and save that so no exactly I do think that I think it's interesting um I do do think a lot of the animals, other than like the Florida panther, the cougar in the Grand Canyon, um, the cats kind of, but like the squirrels, the birds, the bear, uh, it looked very, you know, looked like oh, the majority of their animals were very easy to get footage of. Uh, yeah. And I no no knock to them. I think this was a great documentary. I think it covered a lot of stuff and it, it it shed light on a lot of things, like you're saying. Um, but I again it's like I, I, I want to focus more on the wolves. I don't really care. I you know, Na- National Geographic, or I, I've already seen the fox hunting mice. I've seen the bison moving snow with their heads. I've seen the you know, cert- certain critters that they kind of focus on, and you're just like uh, like that's what you get when you go to those parks too. Like what's I need, I need a little bit more. Wow. You know, I think planet earth had, you know, when you look at other nature documentaries, that one like provided that both with planet earth one, just being the revolutionary. Cause some of that footage from planet earth one came from like, yeah, this was footage in the seventies that they were working, trying to capture snow, snow leopard images in the fucking mountains. Yeah, you know, the videography, well, I guess not really the videography, more of like the content of it. Um, You know, I I didn't really have anything too too upsetting in that standpoint. You know, for the most part, most nature documentaries 
you're going to get a lot of those kind of big hitters like that. So it's kind of a stab at all nature documentaries when you start to see the same thing over and over. So I, I get I get that because, you know, we've seen a lot of it, not just in National Geographic, but BBC, um, that stuff. But, you know, I they hit on sea otters, which was cool. Um, you know, they had some... They had some, the Panthers were cool and the Cougar and the, the Grand Canyon. That's all really awesome things. Um, it's just, I don't know. I think it was like maybe, maybe the writing for the narration that really turned me off on this one. Because it wasn't like Michael B. Jordan's voice. I actually oh. didn't think that, but I wasn't a fan of the things he said at times. And he wasn't saying anything outlandish. I just, maybe it was you know, the kind of narrative they are trying to create. Yeah. Yeah. And you could tell like, you know, Oh, there's a, there's a hunting scene happening here or these bear are chasing this. And it's like, well, you can tell like that's a sunset shot. Mm -hmm. Like the, the bears chasing the caribou during the day. And then, Oh, all of a sudden at the water at sunset, like, yeah, they probably went to the water at some point, but were they chasing caribou at that point? Probably not. And they, they really made it out to be. And it's like, Another thing Jared pointed out is there wasn't a lot of carnage. And I think people do kind of want that. They want to see the grizzly bear take down the moose a little stronger. They want to see the the wolf take down the caribou a little stronger because they want to see that because it happens. Yeah, that's that's a good point. There really wasn't a whole lot of that, was there? No, and and there was a lot of birds. Nothing wrong with birds. But I just, that was something I wanted to point out. I felt like there was like, it was interesting. I mean, maybe like other documentaries don't do a lot of birds. So they're like, yeah, we're going to focus on them. But like, I felt like there was a lot of birds in this one. Yeah, there's a decent amount for sure of the birds. Um, but no, I mean, I think overall, it's a good one. I think people should check it out. You have to have a Disney Plus membership. Um, so if you do want to check it out, make sure you do. Uh, one of the things I, I actually learned is so like they had the volunteers that do the whale sightings on the Oregon coast. So I've known that for a while because I've we would go and we'd meet them. I did not know that those are straight up just volunteers. I thought they were like worked within the like they were a state park ranger or something close by. Well, and I don't know if you saw, but when they, in the last episode, when they're talking about the whales and getting the whale poop, uh, uh, they go, they show an Oregon State lab. Well, it was in Newport. Yeah, so. but no, they show two people in Oregon State lab coats. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Newport has the NOAA um, lab there. So Newport has a ton of that stuff. Well, and that's what Oregon State's known for. It's one of, it's one of the reasons you do go to uni university there, you know? Yeah, so you can go spend your time in Newport and be out on the ocean. <laughs> yeah, people love that. I mean, they that's not great, my life. Great clam chowder in Newport. I'm about it. You know, actually, that's something that's on my list. I'm coming over there soon. I'm like, got to get some good clam clam chowder. There you, there you go. No, but that was um, that was one of the, I mean, I knew it, but the little thing I, I knew, I was like, oh, that's something I didn't know about that. Um but that last episode is what made I really appreciate about it. Um, and I've talked about this a few times um, about how 
it starts off with it's just you going out doing something you like and it turns into something bigger and you're helping a greater cause all because you you know you like being out in the water and you see golf balls and you pick up the golf balls or you found a really cool cat in some woods and you're like let's video tape some cats so um no, I think I, I that last episode is interesting because they even talk about the American Prairie Reserve here in uh, Montana. And I ca- actually got on the phone with one of them. Uh, she said she would do an interview with us, but uh, has not responded to any emails. So that's where the Wandering Ways podcast is at with, <laughs> with the American Prairie Reserve. Uh, we're trying. Um, but no, I what I liked about that, you know, what was what I also found interesting is the play with using the native tribe that the American Prairie Reserve did and the music in the thing. Like Jared was saying, like, oh, it's bringing me to tears. Like, it's kind of just that reuniting story of like bringing the bison back to the plains. And it's like, you didn't do that though. Like, that's been done before. Um, and just how that episode was played on like that, um, I thought was interesting. I mean, it, it makes me skeptical of like what there's a lot of people here in Montana that oppose kind of the American Prairie Reserve, but it makes me like also think like if this truly is their mission, it's a good mission to have, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a very good mission to have. Um, I don't know. I, I always, I'm always worried when I see something in the private sector like that happens I'm always, I am very cautiously optimistic, I guess, you know, that's, I always, that's a, as their heart's probably in the right place, but there's going to be a point um, where we, they go, gotcha. Well, and not necessarily gotcha. It, it could be a point where it's, well, no, we're private. This is what we do. This is what we decide. This is how we do it. I didn't know, which is interesting with their Buffalo is they are regulated by the Montana Livestock Commission. So they are kind of the same uh, regulations as your Montana beef. And which I kind of find is interesting because like you you get a lot of, you know, slack from the ranchers as well as the um, like hunters and stuff that want the elk and, and they don't like the cat, you know, the fact that they think, bison transfer brucellosis to elk as well as transfer it to cow when really bison there's never been a known case in montana if they're held to the same standards as the elk like or not the elk but the the cows and like montana beef is one of those like top quality beefs which is some of the highest standards of steaks and meats in the country like to me it's like then they're good like to me they're doing a decent job with the bison they're following all the rules like if they're following the rules there's nothing wrong with rule followers yeah i mean you're you're not wrong there there's nothing wrong with it um it's just it's a cautiously optimistic uh anytime when the private sector tries to do something like that i've seen it in other areas and you know it's it's just cautiously optimistic. I always hope the best, but maybe I expect the worst. <laughs> no, exactly. No, exactly. And that's something that, you know, what happens in when climate change changes it and that land is somehow livable and fertile and they they choose to do whatever with it, you know. That's, that's definitely, 
you those those longer backstories is that there's a reason you'd put millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars into something like this. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I did like the girl picking up the golf balls at Pebble Beach. Kind of shame on Pebble Beach for uh, allowing that. You know, knowing that people are hitting them into the ocean. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of bad golfers out there. So there's probably a lot of people that like they hit it in the water, but that probably wasn't their goal. But there's probably actually a fair amount of people just teeing off into the water too, to be honest. And, you know, it's funny when you you look at the golf balls and you think about it. I was like, you know, that's Pebble Beach. That girl needs to, she needs to just go flip those golf balls. I'm sure there's some good ones in there at Pebble Beach. Oh, for sure. There, those, uh, (laughs) those, uh, Definitely got some value to them. You can clean them up. I don't know how well they hit after being in like salt water like that. Um, yeah, you obviously. They'll probably sell them for a buck or two each. Um, yeah, but just like a bag of balls, you're getting a good quality of bag of balls. Plus, not only that, you, you're not, you don't go for the, the old one. I mean, there'll be newer ones like from like, oh, they hit them in a month ago. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. But actually, going in the water affects the golf ball. But I mean, again, you can flip because most of those balls are probably going to be your $5 balls. So you can flip a $5 ball for two bucks and you didn't have to pay anything. You're doing okay. And they're going to be like, I'm paying, you know, a, a third of the price. So shit, I'll take a ball. That's not going to fly as far because it's got a little salt residue on it or something, you know? Not only that, but it's it's exactly, and it's you're cleaning up, you're recycling, yeah, you're, you're doing the world thing. And it, we need to figure out an alternative for plastic. Essentially, I think is is the alternative. We need to figure out what you know what's going to be biodegradable. I think that's the that's the long term solve. Um, yeah, I, which, with any of these so. documentaries, I think so too. Mainly because how plastic is also made; it's made from oil. So, right, yeah. it's. It's finding that like, oh, our bags, we, we will use paper bags because they. Yeah, I heard, I heard, and I, it's been a while since I heard this. So I don't know what's come of it or where it's gone or, or honestly, even if this is real. Um, but I thought I'd heard that they're making like an, a plastic alternative, but it's fungi based. So it's fun. Oh. So kind of squishy, probably. I, I don't know. You know, I've I've never seen an actual like product. I've only like heard some mushroom people talk about it. Interesting. So what? Uh, I I do. Sorry to reel you back because we were kind of wandering there, but I wanted to I wanted to ask a question about the the episodes, the the America the Beautiful documentary here. Um, yeah. What did you think about the episode layout of like how how they yeah. laid them out? Uh, yeah, I think they did a pretty decent job at it, to be fair. Um, it's, I mean, how many ways can you really lay out all of the stuff here in the United States? So I I liked it because they kept to a theme, but bounced around in a sense, um, which didn't make it feel just so monotonous just over and over. How how did you feel about because like th- take for example like the whales right you got like they, you would talk or even the wolves right it'd be like they would talk about them they'd bounce onto the next animal and then they'd come back to them like throughout the different seasons 
Uh, what did you, what did you like, did you, what did you feel about that? What, did you, what was your thoughts, I guess? Oh, um, I've seen other documentaries do that kind of style. And um, I'm a little hit or miss on it. Um, you know, sometimes I'm like, I just want all of it right there. Then move me on to something else. I'm done. I don't want to go back. But if there's enough to like stuff to go, it doesn't necessarily suck that much to like come back to it if there's enough content. The thing is, is a lot of times I don't think so. So, I don't yeah, know. I think. Well, I think with the change, right? It, it, a lot of it had to do with the change of weather, change of season is kind of yeah. the like what they what they were showing. So it made sense to why. But again, it's like, okay, we're covering three animals in the Northland and this is supposed to be about all of America. Mm-hmm. No, you're, you're spot on there. Um, <clears throat> so favorites, any favorites or standouts? Favorites or standouts? I mean, I mentioned the favorite. I, I really, I liked because it's like that call to action that we don't yeah. get a lot of in these documentaries. So like, actually having a documentary do something like that and then do a decent job of going about it um, was very I appreciative on my end because um, I think it's something we need in our nature documentaries more of because people just aren't getting the message and we got to start drilling it more and more. No, okay. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. But favorite animal, favorite animal scene, favorite animal experience, go. Oh, uh, probably. I have the sea otters. They're cool. I really like sea otters. How about you? Oh, me? Little old me? Yeah. Um, I like the, I like the, uh, the marmots fighting each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. That was a good one. No. <clears throat> But no, that is a good point because, or a stop point, um, because we are getting to that time and it is time for our final words. So that being said, final words, my guy. All right, my man. That was such a great episode. Uh, Two years. I can't believe that. That's wild. Um, Here we are super stoked to be uh, you know, as like the Native American way, right? We're we're coming upon year three. We're entering year three. You know, we've completed year two. We've celebrated. We've had a good time. Now we're entering this new journey, uh, which is exciting. And I'm excited to to grow the podcast and to bring new things and new experiences to you with the podcast because we have. Uh, we will get those. We'll get new experiences and new things. You know, today. You heard a little bit about our recent adventures. You heard about kind of our thoughts for two years, exciting stuff. And we kind of broke down a little bit of a documentary because, you know, the more and more we're talking about nature, the more and more we're getting involved in it, discussing it, finding things that uh, we can find common ground on, you know, we're going to accomplish good things as a society. So we just got to keep wandering on, you know. All right, Reverend. Reverend's final words of wisdom, Uh, stay beautiful, everybody. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate every single one of you for sticking around. Uh, You guys are amazing. Um, You know, just get outside. You do not have to be climbing mountains. You do not have to be a Bear Grylls type to be a nature lover or a wanderer in that case. 
it's just going outside and doing what you love to do and being outside doing it. Um, you know, so, and that could evolve into something more as uh, we mentioned, um, because that's kind of where it's all about. It's just taking care of this beautiful planet we live on. But with that being said, 